2: You're listening to the best of the TomBernardShow.com Brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant
3: Who, me? me? <laughs> so I'd like to really know if
2: I was married to a horror piece
0: <laughs> of shit <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> You could just look at her license
0: <laughs> My
3: it's Special stripe That,
5: that is amazing Oh my gosh <laughs> Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions
3: everybody yet another episode of the best of the tom bernard podcast brought to you as always by bradshaw and bryant kicking off the show this week we had comedian joe list in studio living for the moment next
2: where I can must be. Hey, thanks. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Things are going really well today. We called you here today for a bit of bad news. I like it. We're making Joe nervous as hell. <laughs> <laughs> no,
4: I'm happy to be
5: here. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we're happy to have oh, you. You don't right remember this song yeah, I do. Ohio, Ohio Players. Ohio See, Players, I, tied I tied
2: it maybe. into oh, a show. Oh, nice. There you go. Say, <laughs> didn't the guy get killed on a roller coaster? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Nice. They tried to claim on Roller Coaster was a song by Ohio Players. Oh, yeah, And there's yeah, a person yeah. screaming as the roller coaster goes up. Yeah, that person got killed.
3: Like, oh, that's fun. You know, it
0: doesn't make any, like... He fell
2: out of the roller coaster. Yeah, they whatever. would.
0: Uh, yeah, they said it? that like a, someone got murdered in the studio while they right. were recording, and they just yes. But like,
3: <laughs> how does that explanation <laughs> make more sense <laughs> they, than they, they're not even a Roller coaster. They, they right. had Thank one. Much,
5: they had one album called Skin, Skin, and she was wrapped on the cover. It was always this woman. Ooh, like she women. was wrapped in a. Uh, boa constrictor and they claim that she was killed by the boa oh, constrictor yeah, right. and then wow. the next album was called honey and there was honey poured all over and she supposedly suffocated because it skin couldn't breathe this you know band killed a lot of
2: people killing everybody let's wow. kill one person per album mm-hmm. and then yeah, so what did you grow up listening to
4: I'm a big classic rock guy. I've always been Are a you? rock guy. Yeah, Stones and uh, Beatles and Zeppelin and The Who and the 90s rock. I cram up 90s rock, like Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, yeah. all those bands.
2: Pearl Jam was damn good.
4: Yeah, I've seen uh, Pearl Jam 41 times live. Oh, I'm a bit of... You've a, seen a, him 41 I, times? Yeah, yeah, I love Pearl Jam. you ever seen, seen, him seen him in his, hot, in his army helmet? Uh, no, that was, like, too young for me. That was early on in like, oh, the Lollapalooza days, 92 or so. Oh, yeah, but true, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then I've seen Eddie Vedder a few times solo. Yeah, I love yeah, that's the Big Pearl Jam guy, yeah.
2: Are you, like, a Metallica
4: guy, too? Not Metallica as Not much. much. I like Metallica, like, I respect, but I, I just don't have the mood of, like, a da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. <laughs> yeah, that, da-da. I just don't have that. I don't know when to listen to that, you know what, <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, a lot of bands, I'm like, I'm really into this, but I'm like, I just don't have, like, that young anger or anything to be like
2: Yeah that's a problem Joe the devil or so, whatever the not devil that, coming to get you Yeah not
4: that uh, not that Metallica's devil music but you know like yeah. I just yeah. don't I just
2: realized something when I can't sleep it's because I listen to Metallica before I go to bed. <laughs> you just made the point to me. It kind of jacks <laughs> up a little bit.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. no I get it. like into Sandman if I hear it on the not that I listen to I a lot of radio anymore. Song. But yeah yeah that mm-hmm. that's great. I and, love um, that song. But there was a time when I was into Metallica. I just like I said I just don't have
2: King Nothing? You like King Nothing?
4: Old. That's like a, That was like a little later, right? Yeah, it was. Um, it was from uh, Load. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Load was the one they were like, everyone was like, they sold out, man.
2: Yeah, they also put like blood and sperm on the cover. But... Yeah, I remember
4: hearing yeah, that, that also. Great. And that killed somebody. Somebody drank it and died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody drank the blood and
2: <laughs> then they got AIDS <laughs> and died. The yeah, Ohio yeah.
5: Players exactly. came over to the Metallica yeah. studio and <laughs> <laughs> they killed a few um, people. There was one other album, Fire. And that's Fire. when she burned up in the house. Oh, yeah, oh, she burned in the house. It's oh, the right. same lady. She kept coming right. back. She kept coming Wow. She
2: kept coming back from the that's dead. It's a tough lady. I yeah, you know, <laughs> would imagine that's probably true.
4: But, yeah, I just saw the Stones a few weeks ago on the on this oh, tour. Did? Yeah, at huh? uh, Gillette so he's, Stadium. He's okay now? Yeah, they're fine. I mean, like they were. Good. It's it's definitely they're seventy six years old. Like, it's know. a good show, but it's definitely yeah. Like Mick gets a little out of breath, and uh, he has to kind oh. of sing a little differently. We well, just had a heart deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, everything Everybody slowed wins. down a little bit. Like "Paint It Black" was kind of like "I See a Red."
3: Oh. <laughs> Whew, i was like for it to be
4: a little sad painted black <laughs> like you feel it like, it's like not like it used to have like that the original but it feels almost like a punk song it's like right <laughs> but uh it's definitely a little slowed down and they're old but it was still exciting you know well we're seeing it i thought so yeah it was fun definitely
2: man i tell you uh it's been a long time since i've seen the rolling stones now but last time i saw them Mick works a runway. He never stops moving. It's amazing.
4: No, it's it's still like that. It's great. It is really. I think they would actually function better as just like a straight blues band now, because like they play a couple blues numbers and it's great. Like if they just stood there and were just like kind of jamming and playing those slow blues numbers, but instead they're kind of running all over the place. He's like, stop running,
2: catch your breath, and just
4: kind of focus. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Do yourself a favor if you've never. You ever heard the album Out of Our Heads?
4: Yeah, yeah, of course.
2: It's one of the greatest albums ever recorded. Yeah,
4: I mean, I'm Thank a huge, God, it's a great album. huge Stones guy, yeah. I love it. yeah,
2: All the way back to Satisfaction.
4: Yeah, I love that early stuff. I love uh, December's Children, all that stuff. And um, um,
2: Were you happy when they killed Brian Jones?
4: Yeah, I think that he deserved to uh, pass away. <laughs> know, <laughs>
2: players, um, went to the Ohio Players house and...
4: No, no, he was a. Uh, uh, he was phenomenal. He was amazing. But I think their best, for me, the best stuff was the Mick Taylor years. Those like yeah, um, yeah. those big four albums there.
2: Yeah, hell of a hell of a player. Ronnie Woods, okay?
4: I love Ronnie. Yeah, oh, he's, very <laughs> he's very likable. He's very. I think he still likeable. smokes too. He actually
2: is a really good guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He seems is, like a, seems he like a good guy. Um,
4: I've
2: never met Mick. I, I, our former governor Tim Pawlenty was in. Uh, I believe he's at the Taj Mahal. Yeah, I think that's where he was. And he was standing next to now Tim's about six two, something like that. And he was standing next to Mick Jagger, whose girlfriend he said is at least a foot taller than he is. Oh wow. And he said Mick is about four foot ten. He's just really tiny guy. Yeah. He's got that that, uh, that whole thing. I do remember now, this is I was eleven mm-hmm. and they announced this new band, The Rolling Stones. We're gonna play some Rolling Stones for you. And this guy was uh, explaining the song before he hit it. He said, "Uh, I think you're going to, of course, you talked like this, you know, back in those days. Everybody talked like this on the radio. And ladies and gentlemen, the Rolling Uglies. (laughs) Really? He referred to them as the Rolling Uglies. Oh, wow.
3: (laughs) 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 Jesus. It's it's a little harsh.
4: Oh, was he making fun of them? I thought it was like a typo. Oh, I see. No, No, he
2: was making fun of how ugly they were.
4: Oh, wow. Uh, You (laughs) know,
2: they did look a little bedraggled at times. Yeah. You know.
4: But then uh, sex symbols very quickly.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I remember at 11 years old, I was like, what the hell is it? Why did he say that? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't care for it. I do remember that. Right. But that was a hell of an era, man. The Rolling Stones, the Beatles, Muhammad Ali. I mean, you can on a list. Man, a lot of things happened in the early 60s. Yeah. It's very, very cool. So you were born what year? 82. 82. Andy, he's four <laughs> years older than you. Yes. It all works out in the end. 82.
0: 82. Sure does.
5: I was a young college man, man. You
2: were down. I was. That was my first go around at KQRS before I got fired. Then I came back in '86. <laughs> hmm. Did you even know that, Brandon? I, I did was not there know. once I,
1: before. No, I didn't know that.
2: Yep. Uh, one of my coworkers stole another worker's purse, and I said, "Man, give him the purse back." They wouldn't do it, so I got, I got a little r- rough with the whole deal, mm. and they fired me. Oh, jeez. I don't know. You got to show them what's going on over there, <laughs> JB. <laughs> <laughs> <Came it> right. <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, she's getting robbed, and I help her, and I get fired. What the hell is that?
5: That doesn't seem fair. That's happened to me the only time I've been fired. Really? Uh, Working at, I was home for a summer, working at McDonald's. Mickey D. And somebody did not. Mack Arnold. (laughs) Mack Arnold. Somebody (laughs) didn't mop the floor correctly, and the gal slipped. Oh, jeez. In the back kitchen area, and I can see her knee starting to swell. So I grabbed, I had some first aid training. I grabbed a plastic bag, put ice on her knee. And the managers told me to take it off. I'd be fired because I was messing with his insurance. Oh, God. God. And I said, I'm not taking it off. She's hurt. So, I mean, to the point where we had to call an ambulance in and all that stuff. Hmm. And the... Bag of ice was sitting next to her when they showed up, and the first question was, "Why isn't the ice on her knee?" And I just turned and looked at him, and he just turned his back to me at mm-hmm. that point.
2: Oh, jeez! Should have said, "And then I cancel your insurance."
5: <laughs> <laughs> and he fired you for that? And then he fired me. He wouldn't have me back. Oh wow!
2: That guy yeah, seems good. Sure, like I'm sure jerk. It was that. That's the reason he got fired. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
5: That's all right. The next summer I worked for the U.S. Attorney's Office. So I, do I remember that, yes. I could roll back in and look at him like. I'm going to bust
4: your ass. So you're saying that's better than McDonald's? just want to confirm. Yes.
5: Way that's better, better. than that's McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I was, uh, a, I was a fed. Yeah. For those oh, two wow. summers, yeah. he was a Fed. I still think I still have the ID from him.
4: Oh, that's nice. Because
5: <laughs> <laughs> it got me. I got pulled. You still off. have your
2: FBI or whatever the hell it is ID? The U- U.S. Attorney's Office. The U- U.S. Attorney's Office. do not you help me then? Wow.
5: I was uh, oh, that's a thick in a wallet. Cu- I look I was at that in a, wallet? I carry in my front pocket though. Yeah, well, I, I carry my
2: wallet in my state front pocket yeah. also. That's from your, because you're from Boston. That's okay.
4: from my, my 1996 Washington, D.C. trip, <laughs> our, our school trip. They're like, keep your wallet in the front. I've done it ever since.
5: Well, well my, um, my, um, some buddies of mine Why don't they were, you put your picture on here? And my picture is on ah! here. <laughs> 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 some buddies and I were wow. in a car and we were, you know, yes, people, this was the 80s, so calm down. We were yelling out the window at some gals, and we got pulled over in Clayton. In,
2: Mizzou- oh, that was not that was not smart thinking on your part. I want you to know so, that.
5: So the cop goes... JB.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, wow.
5: So
2: the cop goes... He says his picture's on there, but I don't see it. <laughs> they could have used a flash.
5: Joe, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you right in stride now. <laughs> that's phenomenal. You're right in stride. So, I love it. So the cop asked for ID. <laughs> Uh, and my friends were throwing their driver's license on the car. And yeah. all of a sudden, it popped in my head. Oh, use, use that. I whipped this oh, out because oh, I man. knew if he would abuse us, he, he knew.
2: I this out. I looked over at you.
5: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. He knew that I knew the people that were going to oh, prosecute his that's butt. Right. right, right. So I threw that down. You're unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he looked at it, and he looked at the back, and he looked at it, and look, he goes, Shut up and get out of here! <laughs> yeah, that's that's
4: you got to play the cards oh, you got. Yeah, get. yeah. You do it's a smart so, uh, move. Smart move. I would still, I'd pull that idea out now if I got pulled over. If I were you, <laughs> Why don't you give it to them, let them you
2: know. <laughs> Officer, <laughs> I'd want you to know this is me. <laughs> this is me right here. Did you always know you wanted to be a comedian?
4: Yeah, definitely. What real kind of Real so. young. Yeah, uh, you've always been kid. funny, haven't you? I think so, yeah. I always wanted to do it. I always wanted to be fun. I mean, I was really shy, like painfully shy when I was a That's kid. A way to break through. But um, yeah, I definitely want... I remember when I grew up, like the, the 80s, uh, late 80s, early 90s, it was like always on, like A&E had uh, comedy, MTV oh, yeah. had comedy, yeah. VH1 and VH1 Spotlight. Yep. So it was just like constantly uh, there. And then Carlin was doing all those HBO things. Right. So it was like, um, it was so prominent. <laughs>
2: You grew up in that sweet spot for comedy. Richard Pryor and George Carlin. My God. Yeah,
5: it was exciting. Steve Martin was breaking at that point. Yeah, he was.
2: A lot
4: of really good
5: stuff. Rodney was... Rodney Rodney was... um, God. People were really starting to... To yeah. Find out about Rodney Dangerfield. There was yeah. a lot of people.
4: The problem was that the uh, comedy boom ended right before I started right. doing comedy. Well, <laughs> so then you I started it, with brought it back, ended. So yeah, yeah. Well, good. now it's booming even no, it's more than the eighties. It feels like Joe List uh, said he's coming in, so
2: we got to get it back rolling.
4: That's yeah, yeah, I, mean. yeah. Like <laughs> I appreciate he it. Right. it up.
2: No, yeah, why not? But, but seriously, looking back at that, man, you when you were like five, six years old, it was really hot.
4: Yeah, yeah, that was like late eighties or in the, into the early nineties. Just like 90s, it was like yeah. crazy, but then it kind of it got too much, which I think might be I happening remember. now. where there's like you just meet thousands of comedians, right? You know, like, it's
2: really funny you bring that up because we were we're talking about that whole situation, and you know, some can do this and some can do that. It didn't used to have the restrictions on it that it does now, right? So you know, like the Booker at, at the morning show. Like, did you were you not were you not able to come in to do the morning show?
4: I came yeah. in yesterday, so oh, I, yesterday, I, don't know. Right, I just yeah, did Thursday yeah, I got yeah, in the afternoon, so.
2: Yeah, see, and that happens too. Yeah, see, so you know, it just makes it—it's a different business now.
4: Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, definitely, it's weird. I'm glad
2: you came into this show. That's terrific.
4: I appreciate it. Glad to be here. I have nothing to do. So, (laughs) well,
2: it's what a compliment.
4: Well, I mean, I mean, as much as this
2: sucks, it's better than doing nothing. Well, there was those are two separate
4: thoughts. (laughs) I'm happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Period. New paragraph. I had nothing to do today. But no, oh, I'm happy man. to be here, and my wife is here also. But she and she's a comedian, but she passed fully, so you should be angry at her. <laughs> she <laughs> what, said, what? "My wife is a comedian, and she's yeah. opening for me." Well, she is. And they said, "Hey, bring her along." And she was like, "Nah, I don't want
5: to." What is she oh, out shopping?
4: Wear. So, how uh, old oh, she was? <laughs> she might be shopping. She's older than me. She's forty-one. Good she's grass, old, old, you? old, old so, yeah. yeah. woman. Yeah, she's gross old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Joe, I'm kidding. She'll never. Well, hear so, that. what's her name? Her name is Sarah Talamash. Talamanche. I think that's Scottish. Um, oh yeah, Scottish, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But she's actually she was born in South Africa. Actually, her is South African, so she can really? never be president. That, and she's a woman. So yeah. wow, well,
2: yeah, uh, <laughs> um, is she from Boston as well?
4: No, no, she's from Houston. I mean, she was born in South Africa and grew up in Houston.
2: Wait a minute, she's Scottish, born in South Africa and moved to Houston. Yeah, she's got a lot. Mm-hmm. She wears a lot of hats. She Lives in New York. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She lives in New York. Yeah, yeah. Are you? Well, 41 there. years,
4: you can get a lot in. Right. Well, wow, that's true. Um, uh, so you live in New York now. Live in New York. And yeah, we're, we're in New York. In Queens, in Astoria. Oh, phenomenal. Yeah, I love it.
2: I do, too. We used to live at 20th Street and 2nd Avenue in Manhattan thought it was phenomenal.
4: Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's getting just, extremely expensive.
2: Matter of fact, I, I was doing voiceover and I lived there, and every commercial you heard throughout your entire childhood, that was me going, Copley Place in Boston. Oh, wow. I was always going, Copley Place in Boston.
4: Oh, that's what do you think that's, of that? What's that?
2: Faneuil Hall. It's a like a building. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's a shopping center or something, isn't it? Yeah, or, yeah. Well, or it's well, a fa- bunch of different things. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's all I ever did was work. Still, (laughs) still, that's all I ever do. It's terrible. You see the horrible, you know, Brandon's just like, I know, man, it's just really bad. (laughs) He he feels sorry for me. I think it's phenomenal. So, So where did you
4: meet your wife? I met her just in comedy. I don't remember actually meeting her. I, I, you, drink you always want like I used to be I, I quit I, I quit but that is why I don't remember yeah but so everyone has like these great you know meeting stories and right, like, she right. was just a girl she was a comic that I just kind of knew also, oh, you uh, already knew who she was? Yeah, we kind that's of cool. we met someone. She remembers kind of meeting me, but it was just kind of like another comic I had met. And then I just always remember her being around. And then we lived two blocks away from each other. Oh, that's cool. And we kind of, our uh, singleness synced up. Like she got single, I got single. And then we oh, just kind okay. of thought, well, why don't we just have sex? <laughs> and then uh, we did. And then we were two blocks apart. So you're like, we can't break up. We're going to be bumping into each other. Yeah, And yeah, then so then you true. just kept dating. And then after a while, you're like, all right, well, now it's too late to break up. We might as well get married. And here we are. And Matter of fact, today is my, our two-year anniversary. We got married two years ago today. It must be going, must
2: uh, be going well. If she didn't want to spend the day. With I'm doing you. a radio show. She's, um, <laughs> yeah, think about that though. She didn't want to come. What does that tell you? Jill?
4: I don't know. Well, I don't know if it says. Uh, uh, I don't know what it says. You or me?
2: But, it's one of the two of us.
4: Well, today is our. We got married in the at City Hall, and then we had a big wedding uh, ceremony on the 19th. So that's like our real anniversary. 19th. But today yeah. is the day we officially got married.
2: That's cool. Two years ago.
4: Two years ago. That's yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah.
2: I because I got married. I was thirty. What the hell was I? Thirty three, maybe thirty four. So about the same age you when yeah. you got married. a little little younger.
4: Yeah, I was thirty five. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because we're 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 kind of a different situation because I met my wife Andy's mother, uh, and she's eight years younger than me, and so we went out. Well, she interviewed me actually. I was because I was doing the voiceover thing. She was, yeah. Wanted to, She was in college and went interviewing about the voiceover thing. So we did that, and then we had dinner, and I just was having a ball telling jokes and screwing around, and she was laughing her ass off, and it ended up, she she loved the fact that, that I could make her laugh, Yeah. but the only reason I was doing that is, figuring, I didn't figure I had a shot anyway, so I didn't really care. Right, right. You know what I mean? There was no pressure. Yeah. Like, yeah, good, hey, here you go.
4: Yeah, that's the best way to do It's like auditions and stuff. Yeah, it's, kind the, best of, a, to, it's, it's the best way to do it. it's, it's like exactly the end of right. Shawshank, when Morgan Freeman's like, I don't really give a, a hoot, and that's how he gets... We can you know, edit
1: this. That's right, yeah.
2: Accepted. No. Shit. Good. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Joe List. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast.
3: That was Joe List on the Best Of. You should mention the Minnesota Renaissance Festival opens this weekend. Uh, check it out fun usually uh coming up next we had director anthony c ferrante from zombie title waves to sharknadoes he covers it all
1: next
2: We are back in the saddle, ladies and gentlemen. L.A. Nick is here. Andy's here. Anthony C. Ferrante, our special guest. How you doing, Anthony?
0: I'm doing great. How are you
2: guys doing? Doing Good. extremely well. I just, uh, this morning I, I, I did a movie trailer for Anthony C. Ferrante, so, uh, you know, I told him his next movie, I'll have to do the movie trailer for him, and it worked like a charm. Sci-fi shark-themed Off the Deep End weekend features premiere of zombie tidal wave starring Ian Ziering. Sci-Fi unleashes Off the Deep End Weekend. It is this Saturday, August 17th, and Sunday, August 18th, featuring all your favorite Sci-Fi shark movies, which means all your favorite Anthony C. Ferrante movies,
0: the real ones anyway. Right, Anthony? <laughs> yeah, we got all the Sharknado's. That's, that's the important one. <laughs> I love the Sharknado. is a great movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, L.A. Nick is here. I yep. like Sharknado. I do, too. Thank I'm, you. Well, they're just... Anthony, you and I have talked about this many times before. I just like the fact that it's over the top and it makes it fun. It's beautifully shot. I mean, the whole thing... I, I just... Ian Ziering does a great job in them. They're just a lot of fun. They're a ton of fun to watch.
4: It's entertainment.
2: Yep. It's, it's pure entertainment. Indeed. That's exactly right.
0: Well, that's the goal. You know, that's that's the whole plan of when we do these. Like, look, if we're having fun, then the audience is going to have fun. And, you know, we we, we try to try to be as outrageous and crazy and fun as possible. And I was just there's no rules.
1: I was so. a skeptic at first. I'm like, that's going to be stupid. But oh, it was, I know I was. I was skeptic I at saying. first. Yeah, but it's sure. not. It's entertaining when you watch it.
2: Indeed, it's true. I love your new your new title, by the way. I I, I didn't even know this was a thing, but, um, zombie tidal wave. Again, Saturday, August 17th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Central. A zombie-slinging tidal wave hits a small town causing maritime mayhem. Stars Ian Ziering, who also produces and directed by, you ready for this? Directed by Sharknado franchise Helmer. What do you think of that title, Anthony?
0: I think that's a pretty amazing
2: title there. It really is. I think it's a wonderful title. Aren't you the franchise Helmer for Sharknado? So, um, tell me about zombie tidal wave. It all starts, so, so zombies are, where, do they fall into the ocean? Are they at the bottom of the ocean? What happens?
0: Well, it, it starts off, uh, we're, it's set in a, uh, U.S. territory, a, a fictitious one we call Emrys Bay, okay. E-M-R-Y-S. Uh, if you look that up, it, it stands for immortal. Of course, there has to be an <laughs> in-joke for everything. Right. Uh, and, uh basically uh there's there's something going on at the bottom of the ocean and there are uh are you know some undead things down there that get sucked up into a tidal wave and it splashes onto the Amherst Bay shore and you end up with uh you know total zombie mayhem so it's it's pretty cool
2: no anthony do you live in in california
0: yeah i live in los angeles okay
2: so i can ask you this without breaking any laws or anything um do you drink alcohol or or smoke pot at all? Because you come up with some pretty amazing ideas. That do you do that when you're straight? That's pretty good.
0: Yeah, actually, that's. I always tell people that's the thing that uh, that 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 is that we do these movies without being under the influence of drugs and alcohol, and that's what should really scare you. <laughs> you're
2: unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> it's very funny.
0: Yeah. This this is sober filmmaking. Can you imagine what unsober filmmaking would be? <laughs> okay.
2: well, John Houston pretty much was. Well, that's it?
4: rare in Los Angeles.
2: Yeah, yeah, that is rare in Los <laughs> Angeles probably. Uh, I should mention by the way, also airing Sharknado, Sharknado two, the second one, Sharknado three. Oh hell no, Sharknado the fourth awakens, Sharknado fifth, 5, uh, five. Excuse me, global swarming, and then the last Sharknado. It's about time, right? I didn't know there was six yep. of them. Oh no, there there are a lot more, but but those are the ones that Because Zombie Shark, Shark Sharktopus, Sharktopus versus Terracuda. And I by the way, if I am ever born again, if I come back again, I want my name to be Terracuda. I love that name. Yeah. Terracuda is a great God. name. It really is. Atomic Shark, damn Sharks, Five Headed Shark, Six Headed shark, shark, Frenzy, Megalodon. You know it's funny about that? We mentioned this yesterday, Ian, and my son Andrew was the producer on the show here. Uh, and he said, I, I told him about five-headed shark and six-headed shark, and Anthony doesn't do those. Those are not his films. And Andy said, what about a one-headed shark? That's fun. <laughs> 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 and that would be Anthony C. Ferrante. So there you go. It was actually a shark
0: attack this, yeah. this last week.
2: Another one? Yeah. Man, there have been a lot of shark. Anthony, do you, do you even pay attention to that? Because I noticed that the, the, the shark attacks this year seem to be at a higher rate than ever, and I, I don't know what would cause that
0: the cost is that there isn't a Sharknado this year. See, you know? <laughs> it's your fault. You know, we don't have, we don't have Ian Ziering with a chainsaw, you know, taking care of some of these sharks before they become a real problem. You know? Yeah,
2: I know. So that's, that's, that's the issue. I know. And by the way, the next time I talk to Ion Ziering, I'm going to go, hey, big shot, executive producer, really? ion Ian Ziering producer. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I have to go after him for that. You do know that, right, Anthony?
0: Yeah, uh, you go, go go right ahead. <laughs> He's a sure, great guy. I'm sure he won't come. I'm sure he won't come after you with a machete or anything like that. Well, that he might change. come after you with a snarl. He'll, he'll do. He'll do the snarl from the first Sharknado.
2: <laughs> that is a great snarl. That is a very yeah, good snarl.
0: He, he might be in trouble.
2: So, <laughs> so Anthony, when you sit down, are you going to do?
0: You know what? I've
2: already done all these Sharknados, like six of them, seven of them, whatever it is. I think it's seven. Um where am I going next? I mean, how did you decide where to head next?
0: Well, I, this was actually something that uh, I, I had come up with a couple years ago, two or three years ago. And uh, uh, he talked to me about it then, and nothing was going on with it. And uh, finally, uh, right after we finished uh, Shark Native 6, uh, he got a green light, and we were off and running. So we, we filmed this uh, last fall in Thailand. Oh, in Thailand uh, you did? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty That's cool. actually, you know, one what, what of the, the things that's interesting is that, uh, you know, if you're going to do a zombie movie where you have people with makeup, let's mm. go to the hottest place with the, <laughs> the, the biggest humidity, and let's watch all the makeup, like, slowly slide down the face.
4: At least you were there in the fall, though. Go there in the summer. Oh, God. Yeah,
0: well, no, just, it makes it, you know, the, you know sometimes you know, you're losing some of the makeup because of, you know, the spotting and stuff, so you had to keep an eye on that stuff. Uh, with the zombie thing, so that that's that's the tricky part. I mean, shooting there was great, just that you know, trying to trying to keep the makeup from from you know bleeding and stuff is is, is really you know that was, that was the hard part. How about just filming it? I mean, how, how
2: much time do you spend? Let's say you're in because it's, it's extremely humid and it's hot as hell. So would you cut back uh, uh, shooting for a, a couple one or two hours a day if it got really too hot, or you just shoot right through?
0: No. No, you have, you, we have, we, you know, a studio movie like this would be like, you know, $100 million plus, and they'd have probably like 50 to 100 days. Mm. We have like, you know, no money and 17 <laughs> days to shoot it. So so you have 17 days to shoot. You're shooting as much time as they give you. The, the gun goes off at like, you know, 7 in the morning. And you're nonstop until until you wrap. So yeah, you you don't you don't have the luxury of going, Yeah, it's a little hot. I'm gonna I'm gonna go inside the the laboratory and, and, and chill. And by the way, let, let me let me let, let me let me preface what I mean, the laboratory there. You know, notoriously on regular movie shows anywhere ever, the uh, uh, you know, the porta potties and stuff are the most disgusting place. On set. I mean, they're just, they're, they're, they're so disgusting, you will never, ever want to go in and use it. Okay. In Thailand, the bathrooms are the most luxurious place. And you know why they're luxurious? Why? It's because, A, they keep them super clean, but it is like the most amazing air conditioning you ever have felt. So, you're like, you're outside and it's, you know, 100 oh. degrees plus, and you want to cool off, you go to the bathroom. That's how you cool off in <laughs> Thailand on a movie set, and that is—that's the only place in the world that you'll ever want to go to the bathroom every day. It was—it was—it was, it was amazing.
2: <laughs> I think that's fantastic. So, so the the buildings aren't necessarily air conditioning, air conditioned, but the toilets are. Oh,
0: it's it's just you no. Know, we were shooting on an island, so I like think we're just you know. Oh, we're that's places.
2: right. Yeah, that's
0: right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there is so no we were building. Outdoors all yeah. the time, so you know it was. Uh, you know, it was it was hot. Now, <laughs> it long, was hot.
2: How long were you on the island, Anthony? Uh,
0: we started. We went to Bangkok up to prep, which was the beginning of November, and then uh, I think two or three weeks later, we went to Krabi uh, Island, and then we were there uh, basically uh, till the mid mid December. So, so we were there almost a month and a half.
2: So how does that work? I mean, what do you do when you're not? I suppose you're working like a madman, so you're tired. But what do you do for enjoyment and thrills when you're on a, an island, a deserted island, for a month and There's a no half? No time for me that.
0: No, you work. You work. You, work. Yeah, you, you know, just, the just act, work. The actors, the actors had had time to go, you know, play with the elephants and do other things. But uh-huh. you know, generally, general. I mean, look, we you know we'll scout and we'll go do things like that, and um, that'll be. Uh, you know that'll be kind of like part of the vacation. I will say though, you know, you know, we only have like a day. We have a day off in between each work week just because of the schedule. But uh, one of our days off, um, which was, uh, we had to do some underwater filming uh, for the of, of the ship, and it was just you know a cameraman and you know we went out on the boat, and so we're going out in the middle of the, this island over in Krabi. And uh it's it's like you're out, out there in the middle of nowhere. I couldn't dive because I'm not a dive, but I basically jumped into the ocean where we were and I just kinda chilled while we were waiting for the divers to come back up with footage. And I'll say that, that honestly, that day was the most relaxed day in the world. Just to be able to <laughs> yeah. sit in paradise in the ocean, just you know, as as we're having like, you know, zombie extra Float up in the water, and you have a little underwater camera filming them and stuff. It it was that that was actually a that that was that was actually a, a vacation at that point. That was like okay, this is cool.
2: Yeah, that is really nice. If you, if it felt like a vacation. Do you um you know without giving anything away uh, in the movie because I certainly want want you to do that. But so so, so there are zombies. They come out of the ocean. So whatever that disturbance is at the bottom of the ocean creates the zombie or zombies are they are the
0: zombies how does that work yeah. Well yeah yeah there's there's something that happens at the bottom of the ocean we it's part of the story that All we, right. we reveal later All right. they get sucked up in the tidal wave they get deposited on the island and then uh, it kind of turns into sort of an old school 1980s Lucio Fulci zombie movie so you just have total mayhem on on shore and it's up to Ian Group, uh, group of uh, sort of people to figure out how how they're going to do it, how they're going to stop this thing. Uh, it's a, it's actually it. a really, really, really gory movie, which I'm I'm surprised they let us get away with on the network. Uh, we we actually uh, we shot so much gore, and we decided to deliver to the network something. For approval, that was you know more than we wanted in the movie, mm-hmm. and then standards and practices came back and they go, "Oh, this is fine." I'm like, really? <laughs> you well, know, we we have a we have we have a zombie biting into the back of someone's skull, literally ripping off the skull and blood like flowing for like a minute, and you're fine with it. So once they approved it, we just kind of pared it back to where we wanted it to be, and, uh, <laughs> and it was good. So there was no sense there was no censoring on the thing. It was like you know in the eighties, this would have been a. Uh, uh, this would have been an unrated movie, you know, and you know, no one under 17 admitted. And, and here it's like, in, you know, 20, 2019, well, times, fine. Are, times are so, changing. Someone, someone's had, we had this great zombie head explosion. I mean, it's, it's just gorgeous. It's this really, really amazing. And we got to show as much as we wanted of it. So I, I love that.
1: Have you thought about doing a Sharknado game? Oh, I because like it. there's big money in games, you know.
0: Well, they do have a slot machine, but I'll 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 raise your uh, game and uh, I'll give you an amusement park. So I went to Malaysia last week, uh, and uh, they uh, there's a, a, a park there uh, called Sunway Lagoon. It's a it's a water park and it has some rides and uh, they just debuted the first sharknado attraction called Sharknado Alive. Oh, it's awesome. branded all across the park and it's the most insane thing like I've ever seen. Like to think that 6 years ago we would have uh, we would have a, a theme park attraction uh, you know that that's like an impossibility for a film like this.
1: And in Malaysia and
0: we had just in Malaysia. Yeah, that's
4: and, pretty cool. Uh, Malaysia we, is we a, just re- we, that's a spectacular yeah, place to be too.
0: Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, no, it's, it, I mean, Malaysia's like, you know, it's it's all, it's like suburbia. I mean, where we were at, it's no different than, uh, you know, something here at Universal or, yep. or Disneyland, and it was, uh, it's just weird seeing all the branding, and then they have to play our theme song in the park, and it, it, it's like all these kids you're know, going to grow up. They, they have like a three year deal with this thing. It's going to be uh, pretty cool. kids are going to be growing up with uh, Sharknado there. So if they, if they weren't familiar with it now, they they certainly will be. And by the time they're done.
2: Now, Anthony, I want to, I want to hand some off to you. Cause you could use this for, to sell your next like zombie to the second title wave. Okay. You can use it for that movie. <laughs> um, I was in a theater when I was a little boy in North Minneapolis in the Inner City, a very Inner City audience watching a zombie movie, the mummy. Like not a zombie but a mummy movie, okay? Mm-hmm. And the mummy catches this guy and starts myth- dismembering the guy, and a young da- dazzling urbanite in the theater yells out, "How you can't outrun a mummy." So you could <laughs> use that as your cell line. How you can't outrun a zombie.
0: That'll be your cell line. What do you think? <laughs> I, I think I think it's I think it's pretty good. Yeah, you're gonna pass. But, but, like but, that they, but they can't. But but they can't. They can't. They can't outrun zombies on
2: this one. Sometimes.
0: Sometimes they have to fight them.
2: So I understand. It, toe it, it, to toe.
0: It, it, it depends on how uh, how smart you are and how how uh, flexible you are as a as a runner.
2: <laughs> I suppose that's true. Uh, Anthony, thank you so much for your time. Always a great uh, thrill talking to you. Looking forward to this Saturday, August 17th, the Off the Deep End Weekend Zombie Tidal Wave starring Ian Zeering Anthony C. Ferrante. Thank you, sir. Thanks so much. I really appreciate
0: it. You guys have a great weekend. You too, sir.
2: Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast.
3: Anthony C. Ferrante on the best of. Coming up next, closing out the show, we're opening up the. Uh, All the way back to episode 1021 with Steve O and Mike Lindell. Next.
2: We are back, ladies and gentlemen, Steve O at Rick Bronson's House Comedy tonight. Two shows tomorrow night, two shows Saturday, and a show on Sunday. Mike lindell in studio as well from My Pillow. I was thinking of suing him before the end of the show, but you know, I got to get Amen. the right amount where you'll just pay me, so I don't right, have right. to actually sue you. That's It'll the way just- they all do it. <laughs> no, that's the way they all do it. So. I have to bring some up to you, and you know, no pressure. But I want to take you someplace in North Minneapolis. You and I need to get in the car someday and go to North Minneapolis. There's a place over there, and I'm not a, you know, I'm not a really religious guy. I grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. and I certainly wouldn't, uh, you know, I'm not smart enough to tell anybody, oh, you're doing it wrong, you know. It's whatever makes people happy. That's what I don't mm-hmm. understand. So, you know, there's this church over there that invited me to one of their services, and knowing that I'm a heathen,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, they
2: already knew that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it's an, it's a black church. <laughs> Even Tevin didn't pay attention, but you're really not paying attention. What? Sorry. <laughs> he said the word black. black. You're
5: supposed to <laughs>
2: Whenever I say the word
0: black, you got to perk
2: up. Black Church, North Minneapolis. Yo, black Church, it. North oh, Minneapolis. Yeah. Very good, Uh It's called Holsey Christian Methodist Episcopal, but I didn't know they put all that stuff together. Right. But they invited me to come over because I grew up in North Minneapolis, and I love North Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and anyway, I can help them. You know, when the tornado hit, I offered my help, mm-hmm. and the mayor didn't even bother to return my call. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, uh, the supermarket, our family, that gave us credit when my mother didn't have any money to feed the family. The supermarket gave us credit, burned to the ground. I called the mayor again and said I would love to help reconstruct the building or whatever. I don't want anything. I'm not in this for what. I don't want right. anything. Never turn return my phone call. Really? So the this oh, Holsey man. CME called me, and Reverend Hester, by the way, Tevin, you'd love her. She's about four foot ten, but you would not want to piss her off. I can promise <laughs> you that. She's phenomenal. She brings all these homeless people in for the services, feeds them. This is the sweetest woman on earth. And I sat there, and the bishop was there, and the elder was there, and, and the, the Reverend Hester was there. And they have all these homeless people. And these people are poor, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, poor, poor mm-hmm. people. These are people I grew up with, you right. know. And I'd love you to go over there and meet her because she is inspir. You would I love I absolutely her. would. You know, this is yep, coinciding with the, you know, I didn't
6: uh, – I'm, I, I will tell this now. It's on a separate separate platform here, but the uh, I, my foundation launched this this month in mm-hmm. seventy five countries, and then here in Minnesota, and we help the poorest of the poor, the right. homeless. That's the squares, squares that now. are on there, a hundred percent of the money goes to them, and then you hear back from them. Right. What a difference you made in their life. It's a, what a concept, right? Right. Work all the money that's over here that my pillow's covering and we have other entities. People okay. huge companies are jumping on board to pay the overhead. So there's no overhead for so if you give, if you're a yeah. giver, you help this and we were working with all these organizations here in Minneapolis, and she would put her right on there and get. We're working with all these other ones where we're getting where we need to hear where the homeless are, where the needs are. Right, and
2: and these people would, I would really
6: love need to your do help. Do that man. with and you. I would go over there any time. Um, let's wait till after the eighth. Steve, oh, you'd love this. <laughs> these people.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. a little busy. <laughs> yeah, you're a little busy now. I, we can take care of that. I honestly got so I go over there and and and, the, and I told the bishop, I said, man, you got to get some more enthusiasm. He did a speech, man. It was fiery as hell. It was phenomenal. So he did a speech and I'm talking to him afterward. Mm-hmm. But during it, his whole sermon was what what you guys both talked about earlier. Right. His whole sermon was on, I'm glad I'm not who I was yesterday right. and that I am who I am today. Mm-hmm. It was not over the top with politics right. or even right. religion or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just about, hey, don't worry about it. Somebody might call you during your show, right. and then you have to turn <laughs> it off. Uh, but, but the whole idea was, I'm glad I'm not who I used to be and that I am who I am today. Mm-hmm. And that's He'll message all these homeless people, and they got alcohol problems. They got all kinds of problems. Right. Man, I saw several, not just one or two. Several grown men bursted into tears. Right. These people are dirt poor. They would right. love it if we. Came you know, up.
6: and you know, it's a story like when my I have a documentary come out. I even have a, a book called. You uh, know, I'll tell it here. It's uh, it's called What Are the Odds? This book is give is such a story of hope because you know this isn't you know for for. You know, for yourself, Steve, or whatever. You know, you you know, we have these addictions. There's people need to have hope coming out of them. You just can't go, okay, I'm not doing the drugs anymore, but the pain's still there. Yeah, you know, right. you got to have some hope. You got to have some, and you and to give people trust. You know, to, yeah, it's hard. It. To, how long to take people to trust you? You know what I mean? I still don't you trust.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> That's but you know right what
6: I mean. Thing. It's it's you need those things coming out at least to have some some hope and and uh, and some faith that things will change. You know, and to and to get you know, and that's another thing too with you know treatment centers nowadays. If they don't address, and you can probably say this, Steve. Oh, the if they don't address the pains, most of the stuff I believe comes from your childhood, the stuff that happened. Sure. You know, that man. Mine was a divorce. You know, things that happened, and and if you don't address these things you're just masking it anyway with the drugs and 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 um so not to get those f- fixed and then to, to concentrate to focus on that and then focus on what's your life going to be let them do it. it's such a different lifestyle too mm-hmm. to be you know to be drug free and alcohol free and it's and, uh, scary to
0: make changes yeah absolutely. at any level yeah,
6: yeah exactly right you mm-hmm. just go well status quo one more day one more day you know mm-hmm. my, uh, my my last year things got so bad and they say well when did you hit bottom i go i don't know if i hit bottom but i do know that um things kept happening and i'm going and i knew that um for me it was you know God having this, you know, that he had this big platform for me with a pillow that was going to be an evangelistic platform. I'm going, okay, if you got this plan for me, I can just keep waiting another day, stand in front of semis. My sister called me up. She said, you got to quit standing in front of semis. You know, that door's going to close. Someone else is going to be picked up. (laughs) Yeah, well, there is that. (laughs) And, uh, you know, my my prayer was on the last day. You know, I was a little different because I didn't go to treatment, but I just had a prayer. I said, God, I want to wake up tomorrow morning and never have the desire again I don't want to have the desire for um, cigarettes, alcohol, uh, and drugs. And I woke up the next day, and I'm going, "Wow, something's different." You know, it was it was, you know, prayer was answered. So I've had to kind of, That's you know, I've, and I've kept my kept my word, going, okay. This is what I'm going to do. This is my giving back, you know, to helping people with the, you know, with addictions and stuff. So I think it'll be
2: great. They'll, it'll be great. They're love going love to love. They are going to love that. Yeah, yeah. Just anybody paying attention to them, because mm-hmm. everybody ignores. Everybody likes to talk about, oh, we're reaching. You know, we're doing this with you know, all these politicians, these right, bullshit right, politicians. Right. We're going to help the black people and we're going to help the this the, the Spanish people, and it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's not true in the least. They don't help. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's changed in the past 60, 70 years since since the right, Civil Rights right. Act? Uh, what? 50 years ago, right. 50, 51 years ago. Well, a lot has changed, I think. Like what? <laughs> Ask Tevinino. the same Would you get off your
1: phone for great? What are you, two? <laughs> Close. Like a
2: little child.
1: <laughs> there have oh. been a lot of changes, man. Yeah. There are a lot him. of things we're not allowed to say now. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's why that's what I love about your comedy Steve-O is because you do understand you do get it and that's where your comedy comes from that's why I love it it's very very honest comedy you know, lots change <laughs> you can't, think anymore.
1: can't make, eye contact, with you so make eye
6: contact you know when you do when you do Tom when you talk about you know I'll definitely go there with you I've done I've done talks down like at the uh, Union Gospel, Teen Challenge, where I went in there and talked. The addicts, they can all relate. It does give them hope, like Steve's story, my story, where they see oh, things. Yeah. Where people, wow, there is success. And you're still, you know, my friend, the last month before I quit, I had to ask him. He came out with me, his first guy I ever did cocaine with 20 some years ago. And he had been clean for three years. And uh, Dick came over and he just out of the blue. and he, And I said, you know what? I said, is it boring? You know, I had to ask him these questions that only you know. I had to hear from that. You know, all these questions. Is it boring? How do you, you know, did you did you have questions like that? See, was it going to be, you know, was it going to was I going to be bored or you know?
1: are you Yeah, I think for me, um, it, compared to what I had, what had been normal for me, which was it was impossible to get through a day without just creating such wreckage and and then <laughs> yeah. bringing about such shame and, and, and remorse regret humiliation that uh, boring would have worked <laughs> 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 boring was okay <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess there's that <laughs> right there I, is like, that. you know when I when I describe uh, sobriety uh, to, to people who, who are thinking about it I I I, 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 I make the comparison to to getting into a pool you know like if you go to, to a pool a lot of the time you know like you stick your toe in the water that water feels cold man you know it feels you stick your your hand in it feels really cold yeah Think, man and so like uh if, if you're gonna sort of tiptoe and walk in slowly it, that's kind of torturing yourself and it's not uh you, you know you're not really gonna, gonna get all the way in the way to get in is to just to jump in fully all the way in now when you jump into the pool it it feels cold there's no way around that you know it feels uncomfortable but if you can just stay in there you find in a very (laughs) short time in a very short time your body acclimates and, and 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 really very quickly you think to yourself wow it's really not that cold in here i wonder you know it's like a
6: Wow, that's a great analogy. Are you going to sue me if I use that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you're, you're, you're welcome to. <laughs> and, 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 uh... It really is that quite. Is awesome. It really yeah. is quite that way, and, yeah. and that's that's sort of the answer to the question that yeah. people are asking: Is life going to be boring if I get sober? I just think you know what? Like uh, at first, hey, it's uh it's uncomfortable. Sobriety right. is uncomfortable that's at first, just like the pool is cold. Mm-hmm. But but stick with it, and uh, and you get used to it, and right. and it's and it's fine. And and the other thing about it too that that sort of makes it work as an analogy, is that. Uh, You can't go around pushing people in the pool and expecting them to stay in. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's really good. People have to uh, kind of. People have to go in the pool. People have to. You know, you can't impart willingness on people when it comes to recovery. Like, it's something that uh, that people have to sort of discover on their own. And for whatever reason that you might get into it, maybe it's because you're in trouble with the law or you're losing your job or you want to have your kids back or whatever. it's really about those 12 steps you know and when, when you were saying that just before that that you have to address where the pain is mm-hmm. I mean that's what the steps are all about yep, you know? absolutely and 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 that's how you, you know you if just by taking away drugs and alcohol you don't you don't address what the issues are because right. the drugs and alcohol are really the they're just a symptom of what the issues absolutely are. they're actually the solution to the issues right, until right. it stops working
6: right. you know you say a good thing too when you say you know whether it's uh, you get your kids back or a ticket or whatever and you and you're forced to go in the pool <coughs> You right. Know, you can make a good thing there. Just hang in there when you get out, hang in there because it does get easier. You
1: sure. Know, you know. Yeah, and, and, and swim around and paddle around a little right, bit. You right, warm right, up quicker. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. All right, <laughs> right. by paddling <laughs> around, I mean work those out yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know?
5: yeah. Oh,
2: that's yeah, great. Yeah. 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 Don't yeah. you think everybody, look, whether they're an addict or they got problems or what, or they don't? Living your life one day at a time is a great idea, anyway. Mm -hmm.
1: It's a really great idea. Cleaning up your mess when you make one—that's that's that's a good one too.
2: Well, you're looking at me when you say it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not saying general. No, No, I.
2: It's. I I think that stuff is great. I think, you know, what's great about this is not everybody talking about important issues, but not being overly serious or or like lording over people about it. Mm -hmm. Just saying, hey, this stuff Mm works. I think that's a good thing. You know, when I went over to, to, to go and talk to people at Health Recovery Center, they said, well, so so, are you going to lose your job? And I said, oh, God, no. What, well, do you miss work because you're drinking? I said, no, I don't. Well, are you going broke? No, I'm not going broke. Said, Why the hell are you here? <laughs> right. I said, well, I did threaten to stab a guy in the chest with a steak knife at a restaurant a couple of weeks ago, so that's one of the
1: reasons. <laughs> sure. <laughs> nah, hey, that a- counts. <laughs> yeah, that's something. <laughs> that counts. It occurs to me too, you know. Like I like sit here, and I'm, I imagine the people, the people listening, thinking, "Man, like who is who is this guy?" I thought that Steve-O was on the show.
2: <laughs> but you know, the last time you were on the show, you revealed something that you said you had never talked about in public before.
1: Well, I remember going into uh, to a lot of the history of uh, of you know like how, how the jackass started
0: yeah
1: yeah i remember it being a really interesting uh conversation and 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 and, and i enjoyed it a lot yeah,
0: Ooh, you talked terrific. about a uh, a zine or was it a zine or was, Big, was it actually oh, yeah, a brother, magazine right yeah, uh-huh. yeah yeah
1: and the whole history with steve rocco i remember mm-hmm. it well
0: yeah it was
2: phenomenal
1: um, um but yeah you know it's so, it's so funny that when when i went to rehit, because like My life is a little bit like a double life, almost. You know, it's like I'm I'm this crazy maniac guy who, who, you know, sort of risks life and limb and is outrageous and does this, uh, you know, crazy one man show that really celebrates my craziness. And at the same time, I'm, you know, sort of uh, like this man in recovery who's sort of thoughtful and and really concerned with uh, doing doing the right thing and and sort of being healthy in all respects and on a spiritual path. Um, uh, and I didn't get to a place where I could kind of be both easily or quickly. You know, when mm-hmm. I when I was in in treatment, when I first got sober, I I, I didn't know if I could uh, if I could continue to pursue a career in the entertainment industry because sure. you know, like to be so so kind of ego driven and 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 you know, in the spiritual sort of you know, it just seemed at odds. Right. And th- the first thing that I did to kind of, uh, you know, sort of test the waters of working in entertainment was was the show Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, right. right. And, and boy was that, uh, I remember I remember when the idea came up, it's like, hey, you know, like, uh, I think I'm going to do this because it doesn't require me to travel, you know, I don't have to go like uh, where I'm going to be like in some kind of faraway place and, and no support around me and, and maybe something will go wrong. Uh, I can just, you know, I I was able to do my rehearsals just down the street from my little halfway house I lived in. I taped the show locally, and I didn't have to do anything particularly crazy or or risky. And uh, so I thought, okay, I'm going to do it. This is great. And then I I wind up, you know, like it it dawns on me in a terrifying way that – Wow, well, I'm actually going to be on live TV in front of 20 million people doing something <laughs> terrible. <at. laughs> doing something I'm genuinely terrible at. And I remember, and, and I remember, I was in my little bed in my halfway house, uh, you know, the night before the the uh, you know the first episode, looking up at the ceiling and thinking, I can't do it. I can't do it. Ah, I want to back out. And and in hindsight, I think uh, it's amazing that. That there haven't been people who just got scared and backed out on on the first day. I think everybody went through sure. with it. Mm-hmm. But the first week, I got uh, I got injured. Um, you know, like uh, I, I like hurt my back a little bit. And I was on the show with uh, Steve Wozniak, who sure. he, he built the first Apple computer. Mm. So this guy's like a billionaire. It's like, well, he's on Dancing with the Stars. He was the only guy worse at dancing than me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for him, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and we were both, I think, endearing, like like endearing and, and sort of lovable characters on the show. I think it was great. Now, I, I went to Steve Wozniak and I told him this is, by the way, the most hilarious story ever. <laughs> I went to Steve Wozniak and I told him, hey, you know, I hurt my back. And so my backpack, uh, I want it to be lighter because it's straining me. So I told Steve Wozniak, I'm thinking about buying a MacBook Air so that my backpack will weigh less. Right. Now what does he say to me? This is so awesome. He says, "Oh, cool! I'll go with you to the Apple Store. You can, you can, uh, you can use my ten percent employee discount." What ten percent employee discount? was <laughs> 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 I, I couldn't turn, I could not turn that down. I just thought that was so funny. Oh so my gosh! So I yeah, met up was. with Steve Wozniak at the Apple Store. <laughs> I, you know, and 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 I. I picked out my computer he he uh, he, got, he, he, he called over the, the, the guy on the floor you know the sales guy he says oh this is my the friend genius. he's gonna he's gonna buy yeah he's gonna buy this computer he's gonna use my my uh, my Employee discount. the the the, the, <laughs> this, the floor guy looks at Steve Wozniak. and says, "But are you an Apple employee?" Which is like, gotta be the most, the most cardinal sin of any like dude oh to, to not recognize Steve Wozniak. I bet I bet the guy got fired. Oh, but uh, but Steve Wozniak looks at him. just says, so with all this this humility, and he says, "Yeah, you know, it wasn't like being being uh, boastful or anything." But he says. Yeah, yeah. He says, "Yeah, I've got an employee. Uh, I've got, I've got an Apple employee number. It's, 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 one. <laughs> it's, it's one. One. I it's know. It's one. One. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and uh, that that whole experience, it was, it was just oh. un- it was un- uncomfortable as can be being on Dancing the Stars. But uh, but sure enough, you know, I I, uh, I kind of navigated. it. I figured out the next project to come along was Jackass Three D." Mm-hmm. And I did not really have my voice yet, you know. I mean, I was like so like worried about like about everything, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know. But but gradually over time, like uh, I found my voice, and now what, what's great is that I, I I consider not only is is life not boring, mm-hmm. but uh, n- not only am I not boring, but but I I'm just so so infinitely more creative. Mm-hmm. It's more present, more like like the things that I'm doing now, like with my live show, would not be possible back when I was drinking right. and doing right. drugs. It's just right. not possible. There's right. no way.
6: Right, I can relate to that. It's like when I uh, when I quit quit everything. I'm going. I couldn't talk to two people in the same room. I mean, I, you know, like. I have my employee meeting, and I'm going. There would be six of us. I'm going. Okay, can we do two at a time? You know, because <laughs> uh, I, I I figured out I'd always had cocaine or a crutch whenever I'd been in, oh, it, yeah. in right. public. You know, I had bars when I owned my bars. It, I would show off. I mean, I'd blow firecrackers off my head. I, you know, I mean, you guys, I'm, I'm going, man, I was doing those things back in the bar days. You know, all these different sure. things, and and you know, as a show up, and then all of a sudden, I find out i I feel like an introvert once I quit the drugs, and I'm going okay. I know the last thing I'd ever think I would be doing would be speaking in front of you know right. people. And You're I'm right. and um and everyone's going, what do you mean you were you were actually shy? I go, yeah, if I didn't have my drugs, but I always had
2: the drugs, you know. Uh but you know? Do you guys have to get going, or can you stick around for a while?
1: Yeah, I'm not necessarily in too much of a rush. I do have to get back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, somebody <laughs> get you a pillow. I just, just want go. to take about an yeah. eight-minute
2: break here and let let things uh, separate. Could, so, if you guys can, can you stick around? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think this is fascinating because sure, people are here in... Stuff yes. here that they're never going to hear anywhere else. No, I love this. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they're not. You don't mind? We'll take hey, an eight minute break mind. and come right back. And then, whatever sounds time good. you got to go after that, so you can go back to bed, I'll get you a pillow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it sounds good. <laughs> yeah. we'll you be right back eight discount.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, my, my Tom Bernard podcast number is number one.
1: <laughs> That's
2: one of the greatest stories I've ever heard. <laughs>
3: make sure your swords are all tied for peacetime on this episode of the best of the Tom Bernard podcast brought to you as always by Bradshaw and Bryant great clips this week from Joe List Anthony C. Ferrante and Steve O thanks for listening everybody and we will see you next week